back. Right back.
Good morning, everybody. And what I'm going to do is this timer is still count down. If you could, please share, share, share all this you can. And we'll continue to let that count down. we got to give everybody a chance to get notified on Facebook and YouTube. And then also, hopefully, 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 the internet is not lagging today. So go ahead and give me an audio check while we're counting down here the last minute. Make sure everything's coming through well. If there is some sort of lag, it's going to be from the internet. So uh, there's nothing we can do about that. But just kind of give me some feedback on that as we're counting down. We trust everybody is doing wonderful today. And good to see you in the chat for checking in. It does help me when you can comment in the chat and let me know that you are watching and we're still able to minister to you in some way. Of course, we will still have DVDs and CDs available for those who do not have internet access. And so be sure to check in with us on the chat. If you're able to, if you're not able to, you can send me a text and uh, so forth and that sort of thing. Good to see everybody in the comments this morning and thank you for the, there we go. Now the uh, countdown is over. All right. And every week I keep thinking I need to add some music to that, but I forget until I sit down to actually do this. Well, good morning, everybody. Welcome to Faith Baptist Church, Bassett, Virginia live stream. And we are sort of in a quarantine right now. Had some cases of COVID or church and just letting things, the dust settle, so to speak, a while. And so we just decided for the rest of the month of January to be virtual, to be online. And so the way that we're ministering to our people are several ways live streaming right now facebook youtube and our website faithbaptistbassett.com also we have a podcast where you can listen to the audio and we also distribute dvds and cds and if all that doesn't get to you i'll come to your front yard and preach the sermon individually right all right very good to see everyone i want to share a couple things with you just to kind of get us all warmed up today and uh, good to see you, brother gene and others in the comment and let me just show you a couple things here I want to share with you. I'm going to show you my screen. Let's see, I may have already done that. No, I haven't. Because I want to show you some pictures of the baby. And because today is, she's two weeks old. Little, let's see if I can find the right tab that I want to share with you. All right, so let's do it that way. And let's see, restream. So let's look at, let's look at little... Natalie Meredith right now and so today's two weeks and let me share my screen right there all right let me show you some of these pictures I gotta go over Leanna took some of these this morning there she is and uh, I love her hair and boy she's beautiful I mean I give all my kids nicknames her name is Sweetums all right you got Kaylee Bailey Ella Bella which I call her uh, I got her a lot of names a lot of nicknames and then Nathaniel, and we call him Butter. And so this is Sweetums right here. So there she is. Let me show you another one. Click down here. Whoops, I clicked off all of them. There she is. That's a good perspective of her sleeping. And also, I just wanted Leanna to take a side profile so you could see that hair. We got it run behind her ears right here because it's so it's so long. All right. And here she is. That was when she was in the hospital obviously. All right, there she is again. And uh, let's see, I think this is Nathaniel Holdner, right? So we thank the Lord for his uh, blessings. Also thankful for 
uh, Matt Jessica Harmon and little Cooper Daniel also. Lord's been good to our church. Certainly with these uh, newborn babies, the blessings from the Lord. So still some good things happening in the world today. And with that being said, I want to get out a couple shout outs to some people. I'm going to share my screen again. And this time I want to go over the announcements with you. And I'll share the announcement video later, but I'll just kind of run through it right now as far as being able to do the preliminaries. So let me find that, which is going to be application window. And it's going to be well, Chrome tab, Canva. Let me share that. And let me move it over so I can see it. There we go. All right, so here's our announcements for today. And then right after the announcements, we'll get into the Word of God today. I'm really excited about that. So we have, uh, let's, let's scroll up first. Welcome everybody to our church. Remember to give us a like, share, and a comment. Uh, and a share to let us know to help us get the gospel out. All right. And then also birthdays. A wonderful, sweet lady has a birthday today is... Miss Dove Joyce. So you want to wish her a happy birthday Sunday, January 24th, which is today. Happy birthday, Miss Dove. Then Michaela uh, Davis, Monday, January 25th, tomorrow. And then Friday will be Evelyn Duncan. So you wish all these a happy birthday this week. Let's see if I can make this full screen. Oop, I don't want to play the music. Oh, my. Let me stop that somehow. Hang on a second. <laughs> I got some... Crazy music playing. I had to close that real quick. Let me bring it back. That was funny. What? All right. Let's see. Let's try it again. <laughs> oh boy. All right. Let's do that. Let's try this again. Let me put it back on the screen. All right. Let's try this again. I know we got Raymond in the green room. I guess you call it. And he's monitoring. I'd see him laughing. It was funny. What? <laughs> All right. So those are birthdays. And then down here, a week fence will be. Of course, online prayer meeting, Bible study, as well as on Tuesdays and Thursdays, I have my man in meditation. I know I hadn't been faithful to that and being able to do do the live streams because we've been finishing some projects here at the church. We just finished a project of installing ceiling speakers. And so we upgraded the old ones and we have real good quality, consistent sound through the entire church. I'm very pleased with that. And when we're able to come back, we don't have to drive our system so hard, get good high quality speakers in the ceiling. Thank you for everybody that helped me accomplish that goal. That was something that was mentioned to me when I first came to the church. I'm just now getting around to it. So we got that accomplished. And the good thing is no matter where you're sitting, whether it's in the wing or you're in the back, you'll have a speaker right above you and you'll be able to hear clear, clear consistent throughout. I'm, I'm so pleased with this setup. I just don't know what to do. I'm, I'm looking forward to hopefully in February being able to get back and enjoying that as well as uh, we'll be working on our monitors our happy birthday for Jesus offering was taken for the monitors upgrade in the church so that we can show these slides and sermon notes and so forth that's the next one on the agenda but bear with me because we're still trying to finish some that were on the list so we'll get around to that here in the not too distant future Lord willing with your help all right so with this man in meditation on Tuesdays and Thursdays I'd like to translate that to there's a lot of people that are very interested in studying the Bible and just, uh, you know, give a devotion. But if you'd like to join with me, I'd like to do sort of to show you during these times and kind of change it up a little bit to more like a Bible Institute. I want to show you how to study the Word of God. So if you're interested in that, I'll see you Tuesday 
uh, this Tuesday, the 26th and 28th. And I'll try to go live around 1030. It just depends on how my day goes. So just be sure you have notifications turned on. So when I go live, you'll be alerted through Facebook or YouTube. The special business meeting originally scheduled for the end of December. This is to consider my salary for, and then we have another matter of business regarding our parking lot. I'd like to share with you that we will talk about that. The next time we're able to meet, we will have our business meeting so we can get these things accomplished. And then of course, as far as offerings goes, you folks are very faithful in doing that. So I don't have to fuss at you, so to speak. So just remember by mail, no, some sent in uh, ties, offerings, gifts, admissions this week. So you could do that PO box. We don't have a mailbox here at the church as of yet. Even if we did, I'd suggest send them to a PO box. It's more secure. And so 871. All right. And then you can give safely and security securely. I know a lot of people have, <coughs> excuse me, have given through Easy Tithe. Go to our website, Given tab. You can do that, and you it will be recorded. Also, in a matter of giving. Those of you that give to the church that benefit, I personally don't, but benefit, it's still good to see through the year as a, you know, it's a tax donation, a tax deductible donation to the church. Then we mail those out Saturday. So you should receive them this week. Be sure to be on the lookout from them. If you get a letter from the church and you give through the local church, you will receive your tax document for that that you can use if it helps you on deductions or just to see what you gave for the year. Those will be going out this week. In person, uh, during our in-person service, of course, uh, we're not able to do that right now, but someone will be here at the church from one to three, which will probably be me, David King, and maybe some others. <clears throat> so uh, you can just come in the sanctuary and drop that off. Uh, if you need to pick up a DVD or CD during that time, you can do it as well. And just to mention again, since there's a growing number of concern, uh, church rise of COVID cases, remainder of the month of January be virtual, and we'll do the two services online, as you well know. And as I said, somebody be in the sanctuary from 1 to 3 p.m. on Sundays to receive the tithes, offerings, handout, distribute DVDs and CDs, and that pretty much takes care of everything uh, for right now. One of the main goals is to get everything uh, ready for when we come back. And we've used this time of quarantine and COVID and crisis to upgrade our nursery, to work on some things in our gym, to get uh, things accomplished in the, in the sanctuary, get things moved around, those things you never seem to have time to get around to and to get all those things accomplished. All right, so I'm very pleased with all that. We want to stay busy for the Lord and occupy until he comes. That way, when we come back, we can concentrate fully on the church services and so forth. All right, let's look at the Word of God this morning. I want you to turn with me to Isaiah chapter, let's see, chapter number 65. Let me move some stuff around. I got a keyboard here. I got a mixer. I got too many things in my way. See, if you turn with me, trust you got the Word of God. If not, you can bring up your Bible app or either bring up your tab. You look up Blue Letter Bible. And we're talking about the millennial reign of Christ. And we've been talking about that hymn that is called Peace in the Valley. And there'll be peace in the valley for me. There'll be peace in the valley for me uh, someday. And so let me go back here. Okay. 
All right, so there'll be peace in the valley, peace in the valley someday for me. And they were talking about the different things as far as when it comes to uh, when it comes to that millennial reign. And he talks about the lion lay, laying down with the lamb. And so there's going to be a time of peace, a time of prosperity, a time of prolonged life. There'll be a time of, uh, there'll be a population explosion. There'll be peace. And then there's a prophecy concerning the thousand-year millennial reign. And so if you're just joining me, then I wanted to kind of give you an update on that and let you know kind of where we are. Now, let me bring you up to speed because I don't want to start out and then confuse some people that just joined us. Is when we talk about the thousand-year, let me put my top on my coffee. I don't want that to get cold. All right, so uh, you have... When it comes to the millennial reign of Christ, there will be a thousand-year millennial reign, a literal thousand-year millennial reign that will take place. Futuristic has not yet transpired. We are pre-millennial, pre-tribulational. Those are big fancy words that mean that we do believe in the time period of the thousand-year millennial reign, which will be the golden age, the utopia. It will be after the. It will be after the rapture. The rapture is the next thing on God's prophetic calendar. There's nothing that needs to happen in Bible prophecy before the um, the rapture of the church. Okay, that's imminent, meaning it can happen at any time. Then after that, there'll be a seven-year tribulation period divided into three and a half years each. The first part being when the Antichrist makes a pact with Israel. He breaks it halfway through. That's the abomination of desolation. In the, it talks about the book of Daniel. And the book of the Revelation, he'll desecrate, reveal that he is God, which he's not, but he will reveal himself. And then the last three and a half years of tribulation will be more intense, known as the time of Jacob's trouble. This will be referred to as the Great Tribulation. Great Tribulation. So then after the Great Tribulation, at the end of Revelation chapter number 19, which is the most action-packed chapter in the entire Word of God, we have several things that's transpiring, the marriage supper of the Lamb and so forth. But then Christ comes back riding a white horse, and he's coming back for the Battle of Armageddon. And the Battle of Armageddon and the battle in the Valley of Megiddo will take place when all Satan has deceived, the na deceived the nations, deceived people, all the God-haters and enemies of God will come against God at that point. And God will utterly annihilate them and eliminate them from the, eradicate them from the face of the earth during this battle of Armageddon. It's not much of a battle, to be honest with you, because Christ comes back and utterly destroys them. He's God in flesh. They, they stand no chance. We'll come back with him and during that time. And the false prophet, the third member of the Satanic Trinity, and then the second member of the Satanic Trinity, the Antichrist, will be placed in the lake of fire, and they we would not hear from them anymore. They'll be in torments for all eternity. Satan be dealt with later. We flip the chapter, and in this chapter reveals the thousand-year millennial reign. But first, before we can have that wonderful utopia, the golden age, what needs to transpire is we will need the Antichrist, or excuse me, we'll need Satan. We'll need Satan to be bound in the bottomless pits. He'll be chained. He'll be in prison in the bottomless pit for a thousand years, so we have no influence upon the earth. No one can be tempted by him. He'll not have his influence in government and politics and in the economy and in religion and everything else. He'll be totally out of the picture. And so that we may enjoy this Revelation chapter 20, 
And six times it tells us there'll be a thousand year millennial reign of Christ. When we pray the model prayer, we pray for this time, thy kingdom come, thy will be done. That kingdom is be the kingdom age. So as we talked about this millennial reign, it's going to be a thousand years. We talked about in my first sermon, we talked about the prophecy of the millennium. It's prophesied in the Old Testament as well as the New Testament. We really have to dig and find it, but it's there. Then there'll be peace in the millennium. And the reason there'll be this peace is because who's in charge? It'll be a theocracy. God will rule ultimately. And that's the reason there'll be so much peace. A war will not be uh, a part of this. It, and then because of that, there'll be a population of the millennium. It tells us at the end of the millennium, when Satan is released from the bottomless pit and he is influenced and he deceives the nations, that those who come against God, just the ones that went against him, if the battle of Gog and Magog for the, the, the population at that time will be as of the sand of the sea. So you can imagine the population and the population explosion that happens. We talked about that last week. Then there'll be the prolonged life of the millennium, and we'll read about that here in just a minute as we recap. And then the thing I want to talk to you about this morning, this is probably going to take two sermons to be able to unpackage all this, because it's a whole lot. That This morning we're going to talk about the prosperity of the millennium, the prosperity of the millennium. It'll be a very prosperous time that will take place. And we're going to talk about that this morning in several ways. But first, let's read Isaiah 65, beginning verse number 17. And the Bible says, And behold, I will create new heavens and a new earth, and the former shall not be remembered nor come into mind. But be ye glad and rejoice forever in that which I create. For behold, I create Jerusalem a rejoicing, and her people a joy. Now listen, verse 19. And I will rejoice in Jerusalem, and joy in my people, and the voice of weeping shall no more heard in her, nor the voice of crying. There shall be no more thence infant of days, nor an old man that hath not fulfilled his days, for a child shall die a hundred years old, but the sinner, being a hundred years old, shall be accursed. And they shall build houses and inhabit them. This is talking about the prosperity of the millennium. You say, I want to be a homeowner. Well, you, you want to be in the millennium, okay? They build houses and inhabit them. They shall plant vineyards and shall eat the fruit of them. Again, referring to agriculture and how, how much that it will be prosperous. Verse 22, they shall, and they shall not build and another inhabit. In other words, there's not going to be any stealing. There's not going to be any homelessness. There's not going to be any uh, foreclosures. All right, there's not going to be any of that. It's not going to be an enemy coming in and ransacking your house through occupation and that type of thing. They shall not plant and another eat. And so there's not going to be the, the absence and the threat of stealing food and famine and so forth. So if you plant it, you're going to eat it in the millennial reign. For as the days of the tree are, the days of my people and mine elect shall long enjoy the work of their hands. So it's not going to be a time of idleness, by the way, either. There'll be work. God designed us to work. That'll come up later. 
Listen, verse 23, and they shall not labor in vain, but bring forth for trouble, nor bring forth for trouble. For they are the seed of the blessing of the Lord and their offspring with them. Verse 24, and it shall come to pass that before they call, I will answer. And while they are yet speaking, I will hear. All right, listen, verse 25. I love this. The wolf and the lamb shall feed together and the lion shall eat straw like a bullock and the dust shall be the serpent's meat. They shall not hurt nor destroy in all my holy mountains, saith the Lord. And so I mention that because I want to talk to you about, and now I'm going to talk directly to the camera, to the prosperity of the millennium. This is a whole lot here, a lot to unpackage. If you're taking notes, you, you definitely want to jot these verses down. These are verses you really have to dig deep to find. They're nestled way back in the Old Testament. We've probably never heard of a lot of them or heard them preached on. I know I haven't. So be ready for that. We're going to talk about the prosperity of the millennium in several arenas. Number one, we're going to talk about a general, a general prosperity that will be worldwide during that time. It'll be a general prosperity, generally looking at the earth during that time, during the theocracy, during the thousand year millennial reign, there will be uh, general prosperity. There'll also be prosperity in the realm of socially. There will be prosperity among people and society and civilization during that time that people will get along and there will not be murder and, and war and all those things during that time. There will be prosperity economically. If you think we've lived through some good economies and maybe live, we've lived through some bad economies and you worry about the economy, the economy under the, under the reign of the King of King and Lords, Lord of Lords operating as things have been meant to operate since God created the heaven and the earth, when Christ rules, you're talking about the economy is going to be great. The economy is going to be very good, okay? It's going to be very, very good. It'll be good economically. And then there'll be a prosperity physically with, and we'll look into that realm, physically be a wonderful time. And then uh, philosophically, the way people think, the knowledge of the Lord will be full in the earth. We'll look at that verse. Educationally, now we have, we have uh, liberal educational uh, universities and so forth that teach, they teach evolution, they teach, they don't teach uh, the, the Bible and creationism and so forth and dismiss totally those things. That will not be part of the educational part of the millennial reign. Mentally, the way people think, mental health and so forth will be will prosper during this time. And wonderfully, what also will happen is be a prosperity spiritually, a prosperity spiritually. So let's look at the first one. Let's look at a general prosperity of the millennium. Now notice there's going to be a widespread, widespread peace and justice, a spiritual blessing, a abundance of food will result in a general air of prosperity such as the world has never known. That's uh, quoting from Dr. Wolvert. Now listen, widespread peace, widespread peace. There is no peace in the world, to, in, generally in the world today. There's times of peace 
and there's still not the times of peace that will be enjoyed during the millennial reign, but there'll be a widespread peace. Now, there's coming a false peace. Those who say there's going to be a peace before the Prince of Peace comes don't know, don't know the Bible, okay? Thank God for peaceful times. Thank God for times that we're not in war and battle and so forth and the loss of human life. But nothing has been seen or will be seen that will be the general widespread peace upon the entire world, worldwide peace in the millennial reign that will be seen there. Now, there's going to come a time before the millennium where they're going to cry peace and safety, and there's going to be a time the Antichrist will come, and he will make an agreement with Israel. He'll make a treaty with Israel that he will ultimately break because Satan's a liar, by the way. The Antichrist's a liar, and he's the father of lies. He'll come deceiving and, and finally say politically and economically, I have the answer to peace. And they'll sign that pact with Israel. And guess what? The Bible says when peace and safety, when they cry peace and safety, then sudden destruction cometh upon them because they've trusted the Antichrist. They haven't trusted the Christ. So when Jesus Christ in the millennial reign, futuristic, after that time period, will be widespread peace and there'll be justice. Thank God for that. There's so many corrupt, there's so much corruption today. It always has been. There's corruption everywhere. There's corruption with judges. There's corruption in politics. There's corruption in government. There's corruption everywhere in every avenue. And there, one day there will be true justice upon the earth. True justice upon the earth. Why? Because God will rule and the God of all heaven will always do right. There'll be spiritual blessings during this time. There'll be a, uh, we can't even imagine the spiritual blessing, blessings that will be bestowed upon peoples as they are operating under the government of the Lord Jesus and doing things that he always intended us to do. And when you do things right, God just blesses wonderfully. There'll be an abundance of food. You know, today in, in a small measure, thank God we're not starving. That's obvious. But the thing is, when I go to stores, you go to hardware stores you go to grocery stores, you go to Dollar General, Family Dollar, any of these stores, any of them, there's one common denominator, and the shelves are bare, folks. The shelves are bare when it comes to food. So it wouldn't, and, and it is scary. I'm telling you what, if you want to get me terrified, just tell me that food's going to get scarce. I'll tell you what. <laughs> the Bible says you're not supposed to be fearful, but that one puts fear in my heart. <laughs> Listen, you go out, there's, there is an absence of things on the shelf and an absence of things, uh, supplies, building materials. Go to Lowe's. Go to Home Depot. Go to these hardware stores. They can't get the items that you need. Uh, even special ordering some things. You have to wait longer than you normally did. Amazon Prime, you used to order it and get it in two days. Now you got Amazon Prime, you just have to wait like everybody else because of the pandemic. But imagine there was abundance of food. There was not the corruption of government. People are pay, being paid just wages. And, and there's this uh, just abundance of food because the seed and the, the agriculture is booming because God is blessing. Can you imagine that? So abundance of food, well, this will result in a air of prosperity such as the world has never known. Now, let me give you some verses for that. Actually, two verses that we don't hear a whole lot about. And you might want to jot these down. I would encourage you later to go look at them and really have to meditate over them. Over them. And one of them is Jeremiah 31, 12. When was the last time you looked at that verse, right? 
Jeremiah 31, 12. Therefore, they shall come and sing in the height of Zion and shall overflow together to the goodness of the Lord for wheat and for wine and for oil and for the young of the flock and of the herd and their soul shall be watered, a watered garden, and they shall not sorrow any more at all. Ezekiel 34, verses 25 through 27. And I'll make them a covenant of peace, and I will cause the evil beast to cease out of the land. Remember, beast at that time will not be violent. The lion will lay down the lamb. The serpent kids will pick them up and play with them. They're harmless. They'll no longer be venomous and dangerous. And, and you have these animals that'll be carnivores and so forth. They'll eat hay like the bullock and so forth. I'll make with them a covenant of peace and will cause evil beasts to cease out of the land and they shall dwell safely in the wilderness and sleep in the woods. And I will make them in the places round about my hill a blessing and I will cause the shower. Now listen, the shower to come down in his season. Now this next phrase, I want you to really listen carefully. You've heard it, but you, I want you to put these two and two together. We sing this hymn, but there is the phrase here in Ezekiel 34, verse 26. There, the last phrase that verse is, there shall be showers of blessing. Did you hear what I said? There shall be showers of blessing. When we sing that hymn, there shall be showers of blessing, a lot of times we'll sing it because we say, well, it's a rainy day outside or God's going to bless us or it's real around Thanksgiving. We're thanking God, counting our blessings, name them one by one. And we think about showers of blessings. But that verse, that verse, the next time you sing that hymn, I want you to think about that's talking about specifically about the millennial reign of Christ. There shall be showers of blessing. What, what a blessing that is to know that's talking about the millennial reign. In verse 27, and the trees of the field shall yield her fruit and the earth shall yield her increase and they shall be safe in their land and shall know that I'm the Lord when I have broken the bands of their yoke and delivered them out of the hand of those that served themselves. And of course, there's some other verses, but I've read enough to prove my point about a general worldwide prosperity that will take place during the millennium. Let's look at something else. What will be the factors that will contribute to widespread, widespread prosperity? Why will there be widespread prosperity? What factors will contribute to this? Well, uh, many factors which produce poverty today. The Lord Jesus said, the poor you have with you always. We have, we have poverty. We have famine. We have distress. We have the unequal distribution of goods uh, will to an extent be non-existent in the millennium. So think about those when there's no corruption in government and people are getting what's rightfully theirs. When there's people not hoarding things uh, that, you know, to, to keep things from other people. And there will not be a poverty or things that will contribute to distress and so forth. This will be a factor of why there'll be the equal distribution of goods during that time. And there'll be one thing, I know you've heard a lot of politicians that have promised through the years on both sides of the aisle that have promised 
promised to lower unemployment, to lower those things. And here's the thing about it. If you look ahead to the millennial reign, it gets solved. And the Lord Jesus solves it totally. And the labor problem during the millennial reign is completely solved. There's plenty of jobs. There's plenty of wages. You'll get paid an honest day. You'll get paid. There'll be no corruption. And so the labor problem is solved. Everyone will receive just compensation for his labors. There'll be nobody cheating one another. There'll be nobody stealing from one another. There's not going to be uh, this, I'm going to keep uh, nine and give you 10 type thing. No, it's going to be a, a it is going to be a just compensation for the labors. There'll be the removal of the curse of creation. Remember, creation groaneth, Romans chapter 8, groaneth over the curse that is under. Remember, God cursed the woman, he cursed the serpent, he cursed the ground. That curse from the earth will be lifted during the curse of creation, be lifted, will in part be suspended, even as animals uh, in creation will be changed. Animals, venomous, harmless, uh, snakes, as we mentioned earlier, and so forth. Don't handle them now, they'll bite you. You ever went on YouTube and watch these guys that try to handle these big old rattlesnakes and they bite them? That's ridiculous. I'm not touching them things. In the millennium, I'm, I'm going to stay away from them. <laughs> well, so you see, next, <clears throat> but in the millennial reign, there is a picture. And in fact, I have, I may share it with you right now if I can, maybe. Yeah, here it is. But let me share my screen here in just a minute. i got to move some things around in real time. Give me just a second. And this is the picture. When you think about the millennium, here it is. And let me put it up so you can see it. Let me share my screen. This is the picture that we get, that we think about when it comes to the millennial reign. All right? I think this one's it, maybe. This, this is it right here. So let me share that with you. I want you to think about this picture right here, right here in the center the line laying down with the lamb. What does that give us the picture of? It gives us a picture of the peace. You can't put these two together right now. The lion and the lamb, harmless together, fellowshipping, if you will. But that's going to be characteristic of the millennial reign. The lion and so forth will just eat of the, the hay, and as the Bible says, is a bullock, as those verses were read in Isaiah. So this is the what we have to look forward to when it comes to that millennial reign. There'll be freedom from oppression. Listen, no social, political, or religious oppression. Let me say that again. Freedom from oppression. No social. All right. Socially now is the church throughout the century has been persecuted. Socially, you better believe it. You, you're going to suffer from oppression. Uh, during this time where we live right now, socially, we are, are we facing battles politically? Absolutely. We're facing battles politically that we try to stand up and hold the line when it comes to uh, politics and being oppressed. And then also there is religious oppression that is given in this day that those who would oppress those who believe the truth and love the Bible and the gospel of the Lord Jesus, but there'll be freedom from oppression during that time. Let's look at one other one right now, and that's going to be socially. Socially, 
they will be number one. And, and there's, there's a lot here. Like I said, it's going to, I got eight pages of notes and I ain't got warmed up yet. We're not going to go through those this morning. We don't have time for all that, but God's blessed so many ways. Hey, it's not my fault. It's because God's blessed so many ways in the millennium that I can't share them all with you. So we'll look at generally. Now let's look at socially. And then later we'll look at economically, physically, philosophically, educationally, mentally, and spiritually. But let's look at socially. I want you to imagine a world right now. It is characteristic of the coming of Christ. It says there'll be wars and rumors of wars. That's referring to before Christ comes back in Revelation chapter number 19. Wars and rumors of wars. That's where we're living right now, folks. But freedom from oppression. Socially, when it comes to interacting with other peoples and folks and different nationalities and so forth in different countries, you got to imagine a environment when there is no more war, no more violence, no more murder, and no more abortion. Did you hear what I said? No more war, no more violence, no more murder, no more abortion during the millennial reign of Christ. So that will obviously alone cause prosperity. When you don't have war, you don't have money going to uh, tanks. You don't have money going to bullets. You don't have money to go into the, uh, you know, when it comes to warfare. And so that can be used for other things. So there's going to be no, no more war. The Bible says they're going to take their plow, their, their swords and beat them to plowshares. They're going to learn war no more. I absolutely love that verse. Learn war no more. There's going to be no more war. There's not going to be any more battles. Well, there'll be one more battle at the end, but you know what I mean? There's not going to be any more war. There's not going to be any violence. Violence on the street, uh, people being killed for nonsense, uh, the loss of human life through murder and violence and evil acts will no longer take place during the millennial reign. And something else that'd be quite controversial, but I'm going to say it several times through this because it's true, there'll be no more abortion. No more abortion, no more loss of precious human life during that time. And guess what that will cause? A population explosion during that time. There'll be a protection socially. There'll be a su supernatural work of preservation of life in the millennium through Christ the King. So there'll be a supernatural protection, a work of preservation of life during the millennial reign. I'll give you a couple of verses. Jeremiah 23, 6. In the days Judah shall be saved, and Israel shall dwell safely. And this is his name, whereby, whereby he shall be called the Lord our righteousness. And then Zechariah 9, 9, it talks about, remember that's referring to the triumphal entry of Christ into Jerusalem. Remember, he was humble coming into Jerusalem that time to be crucified, but he's, but he's coming back. And it'll be his triumphal entry into Jerusalem during that time. So that's Zechariah 9, 9. You also have Zechariah chapter 14, verses 10, 11. I won't go into that this morning. Next will be, because socially they will be blessed, there will be justice. Justice. Yes, we have a judicial system. We have courts. We have the Supreme Court. We have... Uh, judges and juries and lawyers and a, a justice system during this time. But we know, like anything else in the world today, there, there's a level of corruption there. But there'll be complete, pure, unadulterated justice during the millennial reign. 
there'll be an administration of perfect justice to every individual. Can you imagine that? They'll be treated fairly, consistently, and, and there'll be a, an administration of perfect justice. And that's in another verse that we think about at Christmas time, Isaiah 9, 7, referred to the millennial reign and speaking of Christ, of the increase of his government, his government. This is going to be his government. And peace, there shall be no end. Let me read that again. Of the increase of his government and peace, there shall be no end upon the throne of David and upon his kingdom to order it and to establish it with judgment and with justice from henceforth even forever. The zeal of the Lord of hosts will perform this. Why? It makes you look at that verse in a new light, doesn't it? Isaiah chapter 11, verse number 5. And righteousness shall be the girdle of his loins, and faithfulness the girdle of his reins. Another verse, Jeremiah 23, 5. Behold, the days shall come, saith the Lord, that I will raise up David a righteous branch, and a king shall reign and prosper, and shall execute what? Judgment and justice in the earth. Next, there'll be, during this time, a unified language. You remember Nimrod, you remember the Tyre Bible, Genesis chapter 11, the confounding of the languages. In Acts chapter 2, you had understanding miraculously of the languages. But guess what's going to happen during the millennial reign? There'll be unified language. So language bears will be removed during that time. Zephaniah 3.9, For then will I turn to the people a pure language that they may all call upon the name of the Lord to serve him with one consent, all right, with one consent. So socially, socially people will be able to interact. Imagine, you know, think about it on a small level. How many arguments, how many, mis, let's use the term misunderstandings, has ha, or, or problems have been generated through the avenue of misunderstandings. There have been relationships ruined because of misunderstanding. There has been church problems that have been, on a smaller level, been caused through misunderstanding. So imagine today just the atrocities that happen today just through misunderstanding, that one day there'll be a unified language during this time. So with going back and and giving us time because we want to spend time in prayer to recap peace in the valley. There'll be peace in the valley for me someday. I like where it says in that phrase, I'll be changed from the creature. I love that. That's a, that's a key word, the creature that I am. There will be peace in the valley for me one day. This is the thousand-year millennial reign of Christ. Prosperity, we talked about this morning. We talked about a general prosperity. We talk about a social prosperity. And next, we'll be talking about economically. Wow, what a booming economy. We'll talk about physically, how that a child, someone will die at 100 years old, a millennium, they'll say, well, they was just a baby, just a child. Uh, because of the curse being lifted and the absence of violence and murder and atrocity in the world, People will generally live longer. They'll be healthier, all right? Physically, uh, philosophically, the way the people think. Right now, people have a uh, different worldview, which is not a worldview that we ought to have according to the Bible, but the Bible says there'll be the full knowledge of the Lord throughout. 
There will be educationally, people will be taught about God and they will learn about God and they will travel to and learn and be educated more when it comes to God. And then mentally, people will be more healthy mentally and at peace. And then there'll be a spiritual uh, prosperity that will result as well. And so with that being said, for the sake of time, I want to stop right there before I get into another one because I don't want to hurry through this because it's so good. So let's think about if you're out there listening and you are a Christian, you know the Lord Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, you will enjoy this millennial reign. You'll be ushered into this millennial reign. So you get to enjoy and according to your faithfulness will rule and reign with Jesus Christ because of your faithfulness, as a result of your faithfulness during that time. So before, now I want you to think about this, marinate upon this. As we, let's say we go in the rapture today, and that's going to be okay with me if we go in the way of the rapture. God calls us home. There'll be a seven-year tribulation period down here. We'll be in heaven to watch and observe around God's throne and worship him. There'll be the marriage supper of the Lamb. There'll be the judgment seat of Christ. And then we come back in Revelation 19, we be involved in the battle of Armageddon, which we won't have to lift a finger to do that. Christ will take care of all that. Then we're ushered over here in the millennial reign, and we live in a thousand year. We'll actually get to enjoy what God intended for man to be before they sinned in the garden, this environment to live in. And when Christ rules and be able to enjoy for a thousand years and say, this is what it's supposed to be. This is what God meant for us. This is what God intended for us. And then what will happen is at the battle of Gog and Magog at the end of the thousand year tribulation period, will we be taken and translated and ushered in and transitioned, if you will, into the eternal state for all eternity to live in that new heaven, that new earth, and there we shall ever be with the Lord. Isn't that a blessing? So if you're saved, you have something else to look forward to, to rule and reign with him. If you're out there and you don't know that the Lord Jesus Christ is your personal Savior, you will not go through this thousand-year millennial reign of Christ. And I trust that you will make the right decision before it's everlasting eternity too late to trust Jesus Christ, your personal Lord and Savior, and believe on your heart and confess with your mouth before it is too late and you can have a part of all this too. And to do that, the Bible says, Whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. If we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. 1 John 1, 9. Uh, For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. But all we got to do is just believe and receive, or you can doubt and go without. But I've decided I'm going to believe and receive Christ and trust him as my personal Lord and Savior. You can do the same if you don't know him. Let's pray together, and would you pray along with me? If you believe it sincerely in your heart, and you repent of your sins, Christ will save you as he did me one day. Let's pray together. Heavenly Fathers, we come before you. We thank you for the Lord Jesus Christ, our Savior. We pray for those that may be listening, don't know you as personal Lord and Savior, that, Lord, you'll convict them, show them their desperate need for Christ, that they can be saved for its everlasting eternity too late. May you prick that heart, bring unto conviction through the word of God, that they may trust that you came and died for their sins and died on the cross and you were buried and rose again the third day, victorious over death, hell, and the grave. And you're coming back one day for your church and for your children. And may they realize this today and repent of their sins and receive into their heart and life 
that you may come into their heart and live and abide and change the individual. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. Is our prayer today. We ask it done in Jesus' name. Amen. And with that being said, would you plug in your... Well, first of all, if you enjoyed the sermon today, would you type amen in the comments? And be sure to let us know that you're watching and enjoyed the service. <coughs> and then on a second note, would you please input... I'm going to stick around here and I want to pray with you again about your specific prayer request. So be sure to plug those in the comments or you can send me a text. I'll check my phone and see if there's any, um, if you see any um, or have any text or anything like that. All right. Or any prayer request, I should say. I got a couple here if I find my piece of paper. Please pray for Wayne Kendrick. And this is uh, Mary, let me get it straight, Mary Clark, sister ex husband. I believe I got that right. And this, uh, but pray for him. He's in CCU on a ventilator, Wayne Kendrick. Also pray for Leanna, the baby. I just got some allergy stuff going on. So uh, <laughs> I apologize for that. But then you have, let's pray for little Cooper Daniel and Matt and Jessica Harmon as they're home with a newborn and Thank the Lord for his blessing and safety and things went well with these babies and deliveries through this pandemic. Let's pray for our church. Let's pray that we'll be able to meet soon. Let's pray that we'll continue to have, uh, be able to come back and have service safely within the building. Pray the Lord will continue to watch over each and every one of us. Pray, pray for Cleo Gord as she's recovering. Her sister is uh, one of her sisters is with her. She called me the other day. And I believe one of her sisters watching online with us also from Danville. And uh, she's recovering from this uh, eardrum surgery. So it's a little more, got to be a little more than they expected when they got into it. But she is home. And so it's going to be a time that she is recovering. All right. And so I'm going to go back through here and see if you have requests. Those are the ones I have kind of rattled off. Uh, also pray for Brother Versal. Talk to Annie. And want to pray for him with uh, his hands and elbows and uh, those type of things right now. All right, let me back up and see if there's any requests. Don't want to overlook anybody, but do type it again. Good to see you, Marge and Randy. Want to pray? Continue to pray for our shut-ins. Those are not able to come. Continue to pray for them. Uh, good to see Rosemary, Miss Maxine Hall watching. Uh, Gene Pearson, good to have you. And uh, I hadn't got back with you on that idea you had, but I've just been so busy. I apologize for that. Uh, also, Myrtle Smith and Darlene Gravely, Kenneth Hilton, Carmeal's always faithful to watch, and Donna Garnett and Maxine Cheney and Faye Turner and Kenneth Hilton, Sherry Milligan, Joe Gravely, uh, Carrie, no, and uh, we'll continue to pray for them as they're recovering. Brenda Mays and. Uh, Guy Hilton and uh, Tina Pruitt, trust you're doing well. And let's see, Garnet Hagee, amen. And Cloris Klein, Ralph, amen. Uh, Annie and Carmel and Kathy Herbert, amen. All right. Kathy Williams, thank you for watching. You've been faithful to watch. And and uh, Tanya Hopkins. All right. And then let's see, uh, Cindy Brody, thank you for watching. All right, Miss Rosemary has an unspoken request that she'd like to make mention of. I see, um, see Mickey Anderson's watching. 
All right, very good. And Cora says, let's pray for all those who have the virus. All right, COVID-19. And then uh, Joe Gravely says, mom's eye surgery went well, so praise the Lord for this. So let's pray for them. Anyone else have, I know we need to pray for Brother Steve Robertson. Many of y'all may have known him from years past. Uh, he's not doing well, COVID. I believe he's on a ventilator. So we need to pray for him. And then also we need to pray for Lou Bennett down at First Baptist. Last I heard, he's still not doing well with COVID. And I think he's still on a ventilator. I hadn't heard an update. Maybe somebody out there has an update. Anyone else have a prayer request that, you would like to make mention of. So be sure to plug it in the comments. All right. And I'm looking back through my phone. Some watch on the website and may have plugged them in there. So be sure to plug them in real quick. If you have a request, do have one mention why I have you on here too. Do have some projects coming up that I may be calling on some of the fellas, uh, which I wouldn't mind the ladies too, but some of the projects I, I wouldn't <laughs> feel comfortable. Uh, one of them has to do with putting a catwalk in our attic. So we'll uh, maybe pick a Saturday or something and get some guys down here with some saws and cut uh, some wood to put a catwalk up in the attic of the church. That's something we need to accomplish because we have to go up there from time to time. We got our camera, we got our, we have our ceiling speakers now, and then we have wiring and, and so forth to get up there and it's very dangerous. I've been up here before too and put a little, so we can walk the plank and be safer with that. And then also we're taking uh, some of the speakers from, yes, yeah, so let's continue to pray for Bobby Hagee as well. So let's pray for him. And let's, uh, so what we're doing is we're taking some of the speakers that weren't able to uh, be able to, uh, we don't need in the sanctuary anymore. And we're translating them down to the gym so then in the future, when we're able to get back those Wednesday nights, I miss those so much where we were down in the gym during the summers. And we're going to update the, uh, so we have every, uh, the ability to have more than one microphone. So if we have singings, if we have, uh, we'll have our projector down there. We'll have the capability to play CD down there. We'll have the capability of a sound system, you know, soundboard and all. And so it's kind of like a hand-me-down, you know, thing going from sanctuary and handing that down to the gym so that's on schedule and then all right and then brother jimmy hawks uh good to have you brother miss you and appreciate you watching amen brother david pray for me and my family please let's remember brother jimmy hawks in prayer and then also or his request kathy mcgrady says pray for non-christian family members that uh love to hurt bible believing family members oh wow yes that happens a lot, doesn't it? Non-Christian family members, yeah, that live to hurt. Yeah, you're right about that. And so let's pray for these. God knows who they are. Anybody else real quick have some prayer requests they'd like to plug in, and then we'll dismiss in prayer. Be sure to take all this before the Lord in prayer. All right, and then as soon as I get off here, I'll be putting this service on DVD and then CD. And then I'll get uh, Kaylee up here. Kaylee comes up and helps me make the the CDs and DVDs, which last, the last two weeks we've been having problems with that machine. And I know Brother Jerry, he had problems with it. And then I had problems with it, couldn't get it to come on, try different plug-ins. And eventually, you know, like anything else, you eventually just smack it. So I smacked the side of it and it started working. So I guess there's something loose in there. I need to look at that. 
but sometimes if things don't work, you just give it a good old smack and uh, <laughs> don't apply that to somebody's prayer request. You get me? Don't go out and smack people, but sometimes, you know, just a little bump or something, you'd be surprised what it'll do. All right. Anybody else real quick, and then we'll look to Lord in prayer, and then I'll get off here and make you see these DVDs if you'd like them made available. All right, let's pray together. Heavenly Father, we come before you. We do lift up all these many requests met to you. We thank you for your many blessings. First of all, thank you for salvation. Thank you for the promise that we have of this wonderful millennial reign of Christ that, Lord, we don't hear a whole lot about. Lord, we just pray now. We look at our world. We look at the things we're going through and facing and Lord, we don't see the peace, and we have the peace in our heart knowing that everything's going to be all right, but Lord, our body yearns and spirit yearns for the time in which the Bible talks about peace in the valley. There'll be peace in the valley for me someday when the lion lays down with the lamb, when they beat their swords to plowshares. It will enjoy a theocracy under the king of kings and lord of lords, and there will prosper and live and Rule and reign with you according to our faithfulness. Thank you so much for this wonderful time that we have to anticipate, that we have to look into, look forward to. And Lord, we pray for all these many requests made up to you. We pray you'll answer them according to your precious will. We just pray for each and every one that's made their way on here and the requests that they've made. Lord, so many have come in. And Lord, we just go before you now and lift up all these, each and every one to you. And Lord, we ask you to answer them according to your precious will. Those we called audibly, those unspoken requests, the Lord knows all about. May you be with each and every one of these and help us to navigate these times, continue to move forward and trust the Lord for guidance and direction. Lord, I have some things in my life that I need direction on. I pray you'll give me peace about the decision you want me to make in moving forward. And also with our church, we continue to move forward, give us safety, watch over us and or help us to be busy during this time to occupy until you come that one day we anticipate being back in your house. And Lord, during that time, having all these maintenance projects accomplished, that Lord, we can come in and relax and Lord, just be to a point that we can worship you in spirit and truth without the distraction of these things on our minds. And we will thank you and praise you for all you accomplished. We ask it done in Jesus' name. Amen. All right. God bless each and every one of you, thanks for sticking around with me as my eyes adjust. And so we, you take care. Remember, our next service will be Wednesday night, 7 o'clock, right here from Pastor Study. Next Sunday, again, virtual service for the 31st. And then also we will be, Lord willing, I can't make any promises because I've learned not to do that during this pandemic. We'll, we'll look at February, and hopefully we'll be able to come back in the sanctuary then. Lord willing, anything could happen, but we'll always minister to you in some way, form, or fashion. All right, God bless you. Have a wonderful day. We really, truly, honestly appreciate y'all so much. Thank you so much, and God bless you. And this is Pastor Toller signing off. <laughs>